Welcome to another episode of Lineage Speaks, the podcast. I'm your host, Martelena Donterpel, and this season we're featuring authors from the book Divinity Speaks, women who tune in and trust divine inspiration. Today we have Heather Robinson. Heather Robinson is a guide for conscious reparenting, inner child healing, and mother wound healing. She is a mentor for women and mothers to expand in all aspects of life by teaching them how to cultivate an inner mother that embodies the spirit and unconditional love of the Divine Mother by prioritizing sacred self-care, embodiment, and conscious awareness. Heather empowers women with the tools they need to transform their limiting core beliefs and consistently show up for themselves with love. The integration of the Divine Mother supports women in evolving beyond the ancestral wounds and harmful family patterns and cycles that hold them back from their goals. Her mission is to help women take their power back, reclaim their fierceness, become wildly confident and anchored in their truth, and access the unconditional love and freedom they've always desired by reparenting their inner child and consciously choosing a different way. I could tell you numerous examples and stories of when the divine was clearly speaking to me through me or communicating with me, where my guides or God or the universe or whoever intervened and influenced my life in clear and potent ways. And I knew in that moment, divine energy was present and guiding me. Like when I prayed to God at 13, that if he was real, then the flower I left on my windowsill would still be alive after a week of being away from my grandmother's funeral and it having already been a lone survivor of the bouquet that was weeks old. Like when I was walking out of my room, having had no thought prior to this moment of paranoia or insecurity and had a crystal clear message to look at his phone and found texts that let me know we were done. Like when I asked my guides for help to figure out whether to stay in California and have my baby without any support or to move home and be with family. And that night, I was woken up randomly at 5 a.m. and went to find my baby's father naked with another woman in the back of her car. Like when my guides showed me posts about a multi-author book project 12 times in an hour, so it would click and I'd finally think, hmm, I could do that. I have believed in the divine since I was a young child and could grasp the subject. I have a core memory that has probably come to be the most profound experience of my entire life in establishing my spirituality. I remember being with my parents and my brother in the car, backing out of the driveway. The same music as always was playing, and I was looking out the window at my house as we backed out. When we stopped in the cul-de-sac to then shift it and drive, time stopped. I left my body and also was more in my body than ever. My awareness of my soul emerged and questions poured in. What am I doing here? Why am I in this body, in this family, in this house, in this part of the world? Why did I choose this life? 
a simple experience, a small child pondering life. But once I became pregnant and needed to satiate my desire for understanding the portal of bringing a soul earthside, I read the first book that ever really landed for me spiritually and I realized the significance of this memory. My soul was remembering I came here for a reason and couldn't remember that reason, naturally, and brought awareness of the question to my human mind. It took another 20 years to figure out some of those answers to the questions I asked that day, but it's all divinely connected. Despite a strong belief throughout my life and despite experiences of strong and clear connection with the divine, before the recent months, I still wouldn't say I've had the strongest connection with the divine. I couldn't see or feel God in my life. I didn't understand the power of prayer. And I don't feel like my intuition has been strong or trustworthy for most of my life. Why? Because there were so many other experiences where I followed my intuition and it didn't work out. So many instances I prayed and wasn't answered. So much disconnection and trauma had been present that I can't say I've really been in tune with my intuition or connected to God and the divine much at all. Divine energy is God. We are all simply a reflection of God. God lives in us all, and we have access to divine energy just by being human. Trauma disconnects us from ourselves, our truth, the truth that we are whole and perfect just as we are. As a result, we are disconnected from God and from divine energy. They are still present, and they still have influence when we're disconnected, but we aren't in our power to feel it, work together, and use the connection well. Many of us spend our entire lives trying to find something to fill that void, to feel connected, to fix ourselves so we can be whole again. I've been disconnected from my body, my intuition, and God for most of my life. I've lived in my trauma, not believing I was enough or worthy, or knowing what unconditional love was, or how to give it to myself. I experienced a lot of pain because of my trauma and disconnection. When I reflect on my personal experiences, both those that were clearly influenced by the divine and those where I made choices that ultimately hurt me, when I see how things played out and have come together, I see a divinely guided human experience. I see myself being led to my soul purpose, to my soul's growth, to the lessons I signed up for in this life, to the soul contracts I came here to fulfill, to healing, and ultimately back to God. The divine is the support system to guide us through the lessons here in this life. To be clear, I'm not talking about belief. You can believe wholeheartedly and still be disconnected. And you can spend a lifetime going between states of connection and disconnection as I have. Alternatively, a lack of belief doesn't make the divine go away or cease to have influence in your life. I'm also not saying trauma isn't part of this divine orchestration. What I've come to understand from my own experience is that trauma simply prevents us from connecting deeply with ourselves and with God. Trauma, big or small, disconnects us from our truth, the truth of who we really are. It's what inhibits us from connecting to spirit, to the divine, to God. It inhibits our intuition and cuts us off from our gifts, 
It leaves us guessing, seeking, experimenting, trying, convincing ourselves, questioning ourselves, and ultimately unable to trust ourselves, others, or God. On a physical level, trauma causes our bodies to communicate things to us that may not be true in the present moment. If you try to connect to your intuition, to God, to divine source energy, and trauma is present, your nervous system will block or confuse the communication. Spiritual people love to tell you to listen to your body. You may say, oh, my body is giving me a no. But in reality, your trauma and your nervous system are saying no. And you can't feel anything beyond that. If you have unresolved trauma, stuck emotions, and your nervous system is unable to complete its trauma response cycle, you cannot simply listen to your body in any way other than to heal your trauma and nervous system. Trauma can also block us from connecting with God because we don't believe we're worthy of God's love. If our trauma is rooted in our childhood, as much of it often is, and we have a limiting core belief that we are not worthy of our desires, of joy, of unconditional love, then we will subconsciously block ourselves from those things which come from God. We simply won't be open to it. So trauma works on multiple levels to keep us disconnected. I've often had a distrust for my intuition, which I thought was supposed to come through the body. But when my intuition tried to speak to me through my body, I thought it was just fear or trauma, ironically. <laughs> my intuition would tell me someone was cheating or lying. And instead of trusting it, because hello, trauma, mother wounds, and my wounded inner child, I told myself I was crazy because that connection was important. And I wanted to be a better person and not let my fear of the past ruin the present. I also questioned why I should trust my intuition or God when I thought at the time that if God had my back or my intuition wasn't total shit, I wouldn't be in that relationship to begin with. So you can see the vicious cycle I was perpetuating with my human logic trauma and clear disconnection from the divine support that has been with me through it all. This cycle of intuition and trauma and negative outcomes kept affirming my limiting beliefs that my trauma created. Listening to my intuition rarely worked out, and I was affirmed I couldn't trust myself. Instead of communicating with me via intuition in my body, the divine was communicating with me via intuition in my thoughts or claircognizance. I simply know things without explanation. Before healing my nervous system, there wasn't ever a feeling in my body or gut because I was disconnected from my body. I've come to trust divine wisdom in this way through the mind because it has often proven itself. It's clear and hard to argue. For example, I've always known from when I was a small child that I'd be my own boss when I grew up. I had no clue what I'd be doing, but I knew I wouldn't have a nine to five office job with a boss to answer to, that's for sure. I also always knew I'd be a mom and that when it happened, it wouldn't be planned, but no matter what the circumstances were, when it happened, it was the right person at the right time. These were simple truths that followed me my entire life that I didn't question. And they've proven to be pivotal aspects of my journey and soul purpose. I also have found myself often saying things, giving guidance 
or knowing outcomes before they happened. And when asked how I knew, my response would be, I don't know how, I just know. This has been a common phrase in my life. I could connect intuitively with my mind, but not my body. And as I began to trust this divine wisdom, I began to experiment and heal the trauma in my body and connect that way too. Now, here's the thing. Every moment from that point where I made a choice that I thought was from my intuition, all I had done was hand over the reins to my wounded inner child. This phase of my experience was wrought with chaos, pain, and compounding trauma. However, I recognize how vital each piece of my journey has been. Some of it was my soul, some of it was soul contracts, and a lot of it was trauma. In the greater picture, it was all part of my path. Each piece played a pivotal role in guiding me to healing, to the mother spirit, to the divine, to God. And now I'm able to teach people about how trauma can inhibit intuition and the connection to the divine and guide them back home. For example, I had a traumatic breakup with an ex who played a huge role in my spiritual awareness, consciousness, and growth. Someone whom I'm still dear friends with today and have the utmost respect for. In the trauma of it all blowing up, I decided to move across the country with someone else I barely knew and claimed it as following my joy. Well, I wasn't even through the Rockies when the joy vanished, and if I had been connected to myself, my truth, my body, and God, I would have gone off on an adventure of my own before heading home. However, the lessons that were to come were necessary. Soul contracts needed to be fulfilled, and so my trauma ensued. I continued on, and within a couple weeks, I was pregnant with my son, who was quite literally the catalyst for my healing and the work I do with the mother energy for my clients and community. As someone who has worked with mothers and the mother energy for all of my adult life, I find it fitting that my transition into motherhood was utterly traumatic. At the time, I found it unfair, and in the midst of it all, I really couldn't understand why I was experiencing so much chaos, fear, pain, and trauma. But it truly was fitting, as it led me deeper into the Divine Mother than I could have ever gone without it. If you've read my previous chapters in the She Speaks book series, you'll know a little bit about my personal journey, but if you haven't, I'll summarize it here with a few more details for context. I'm a single mom raising my son with the support of my parents in my childhood home. I plan to give birth at home with the support of a midwife and doula. But after 20 hours of effective pushing, I delivered via cesarean with only my son's father present. I wasn't the first person to hold my baby, or the second, or even third. I had to listen to his screams far too long as my heart broke into a million pieces and my guts were open on the table. I was at my lowest in terms of personal power when I became a mother. I then attempted to navigate some sort of co-parenting relationship, which is giving far too much credit with that word choice, while recovering that resulted in my son's father leaving the state after only a week and a half, never to return. The fear of the threats to take my son remained, however, and anxieties from the pandemic that hit four weeks after giving birth combined with the inherent struggles of recovery and being a single parent prolonged the process and made it that much more difficult. It took me a year to come out of a fog and find the energy to take my healing and the legal journey of establishing custody, visitation, and child support head on. To say it bluntly, I was a mess. 
But again, every bit of it was necessary and brought me face to face with the wounds of my inner child that had been holding me back for many years. I was ready for more, for better, for peace. Instead of blindly experimenting with listening to my body and calling it intuition, I decided to try a healing process of listening to my body through a trauma conscious lens instead. I began to meet myself where I was at rather than forcing myself to where I wanted to be, being let down and perpetuating the cycle of distrust. I started to understand what my body was telling me, that it was stressed, tired, scared, and hurt. I began to recognize what my trauma response looked like, what it felt like, and connect with my inner child who was living perpetually in an anxious state. Slowly, a distinction between my intuition and my trauma response emerged. I was appreciating myself in beautiful new ways, healing on profoundly deep levels and caring for myself very differently. I was working with the mother energy like I've done for all of my adult life, but I was finally actually embodying it. The way I nourished and honored myself transformed as I fully integrated the divine mother into my being. There were some major shifts I witnessed in myself throughout this process. I spent a lot more time with my son connecting, playing, and being present because that's what my inner child wanted and needed. I stopped giving in on my boundaries and fully committed to my self-care practice. And I began to recognize quickly when I was needing to delve a bit deeper into self-care and spend some extra time alone. I found myself getting triggered way less in general but in parenting especially, my capacity to hold space for tantrums, meltdowns, and tough moments expanded immensely. I began to recognize that no matter what had ever happened in my life, even when I was jobless, unable to work, or blew up my business, I was always provided for. Somehow, some way, I was never left hanging on the streets or hungry. I finally found myself grounded enough and with a great enough capacity to release the chase for money, to surrender my anxiety and fears around it, and the immense pressure I had imposed on myself to create it, and to soften into that trust that I will always be provided for and divinely held. As I healed my trauma, my nervous system emerged from its perpetual trauma response cycle and I was able to see my life clearly and finally put full trust in God. Good thing too, because once I came out of that trauma response and my nervous system was able to finally rest, I could not get enough rest. There was no way I was hustling and grinding with the amount of energy I had and rest I was requiring. At one point, I feared that the only way I had ever gotten anything done previously was because of the energy my trauma provided. And I wondered if I'd ever have energy again. Luckily, it returned quickly and with a flood of divine creative energy along with it. Healing trauma is intense, profound, deep energetic work. And when your nervous system can finally complete its cycle, it can rest and digest, and you will likely experience a period of deep fatigue. But it's nothing that tons of self-care, fun, and rest can't help with, and all of it is part of the beautiful divine process. For the first time in my life, I was able to tap into unconditional love and truly meet God. 
I came to see how divine guidance plays a role in both trauma and intuition, and how God never really left me. My trauma simply caused a disconnection. In the short time since, my intuition and divine connection have already deepened and grown exponentially, and I'm so grateful. Divinity speaking, all that stands between you and God is your trauma. Thank you for listening. All proceeds go to elamugirls.com, a nonprofit helping women in Kenya escape poverty, sex tourism, and genital mutilation by teaching them to sew and giving them a choice, a voice, and a bank account. Please subscribe, rate, and review us if our stories help you on your journey. Follow us on Instagram at Lineage Speaks the Podcast. Until the next episode, honor the light within you and let it guide your way on.